This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Episode 72, Living Life, Loving Us. Hey, Chainers. Welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. All right, Katie. So today's quite a fun conversation with a firefighter and his spouse. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a little bit sad. I didn't get to be on this call. Yeah, so just to let everyone know, the next three podcasts, unfortunately, Katie was in Florida soaking up the sun on her birthday. <laughs> uh, by soaking up the sun, you mean... Being in a tropical storm <laughs> is actually what happened. Although it was a ton of fun being with my family and seeing my mom and my brother and everybody. Uh, it was not the typical Memorial Day beach vacation that we thought. Right. But it was still fun. Yeah, well, and uh, you were by the way, happy birthday of, to you for that. <laughs> you were sort of missed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've been flat out studying with CFA Level 2 coming up, so... It's been intense, very busy from all sides. Yeah, yeah, but almost there. Yeah, almost there. So do you want to dive right into our interview? I do. Awesome, let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey, Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today we have Jenny and Jimmy with us. Jenny and Jimmy are the bloggers behind the personal finance blog, Living Life Loving Us. Jenny is a mother, wife and registered nurse by day and Jimmy is a firefighter. Together they tackle blogging in their spare time. Jenny and Jimmy have some huge celebrations recently, including a debt payoff of over $120,000. Welcome guys. Thank you. Hey, happy to be here. Happy to have you on the show. So let's chat about your debt, $120,000. Wow. Like, firstly, where did it come from? And what, like, what is your sort of strategy to tackling that? Right. Well, um, it's a bit unconventional debt. We had a little bit of medical problems and some infertility. It was about $100,000 from that. And then the rest of it was just traditional debt, uh, a car loan and about $5,000 in credit card. And me finally getting pregnant was what kind of sparked us that we couldn't bring our daughter into that much debt. Yeah, it's really a challenge. And like suddenly sitting back and like realizing, wow, there's this literally this mountain that you've managed to accumulate. That can be a really daunting thing. Yeah, we've we've always been pretty debt averse. (laughs) I mean, all we had was, you know, around $20,000 in debt prior to the medical bills. So that 120 number really uh, was weighing heavy on us, so we had to do something about it. So did you guys try to tackle it quite quickly, or did you sort of delay a little bit and pretend it wasn't there for a while? <laughs> <laughs> um, I personally pretended it wasn't there for a while. We could we could pay our bills easily, and I just was so happy to be pregnant. I just kind of turned my mind off from that until one day um, my husband came home and said, we are going to pay it off. So. Yeah, get, getting into that debt was about a two and a half year process. 
And uh, basically, uh, just a few weeks after we found out that uh, we were pregnant and the process worked, I came home and said, hey, uh, we're going to pay off this $120,000 in the next uh, 24 months. And <laughs> that's maybe not the best way to go about it, but that's, uh, that's how we started. I mean, it's, it's definitely a way to tackle it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Save a huge amount of money on interest at any rate. So definitely a wise decision. Yes, yes. we're very glad we made it. Um, like my husband said, he just kind of came home and threw it at me. And for a lot of people, that might not work. But for us, I just looked and said, okay, tell me what we're going to do. Yeah, we actually crushed our original goal of 24 months and paid it off in 12. That is insane. So averaging over, what, $10,000 a month? Uh, give or take, yeah, some months were better than others, but just anything that we had, we we threw it out there. We liquidated everything around us and put it all towards debt. So I'm guessing you had some creature comforts that you had to cut back on as well. Um, I wouldn't say that. No, we didn't do it in the way of deprivation. It was more just getting, thing, getting rid of things that didn't bring any value towards us. Um, we did downsize our home, not to get a big chunk of money, but just to decrease our monthly bills. But anything in the home that we weren't using, I would just sell. I would sell anything. And on the income front, did you try to do anything else to sort of raise your income? So we, we worked a lot of overtime in that, in that time, which is, of course, tough when you're pregnant for her. But we both worked overtime. Uh, my wife is quite handy, so she would uh, find furniture in the trash or, you know, give away furniture, very cheap furniture, and sand it down, refinish it, sell it on, you know, any of the websites you can sell things on. Uh, we sold my truck. Uh, we just sold everything around us, and, you know, we didn't spend money on anything that didn't bring us value. We spent money on food and travel, basically, and that's it. I found it amazing how many people just throw stuff away with no regard for, oh, there could be a resale value for this, or maybe someone else wants this thing that I haven't really used that much, you know? Yeah, it's, it's amazing what you can find in the trash or at the curbside. <laughs> Every now and then, um, we actually have to walk through like the trash area, like on the way out towards the metro uh, living in DC. So like, it's not the, um, the most scenic route, but it's the most direct route. So the other choice is like going outside the building and walking all the way around. And every now and then when we go through there, Katie will like see stuff that she likes. <laughs> like she just looks at me and thinking that I'm going to be judging her really hard. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I've seen my uh, I've seen my wife dragging a full size dresser down the street in a robe one morning around 7 a.m. So <laughs> you, you must have thought she'd lost her mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's chat a little bit about how it all became possible something that a lot of people have to do is they have to budget and sort of try and figure out where every last dollar is going especially when it's such a large amount of money and i know from your guys site that you have got an awesome budgeting section you always talk about like these hacks that you have and you know different ways to like save a buck so what was the most surprising thing you realized when you started budgeting your money Oh, well, first of all, yeah, you just find out how much money you've been wasting for, for so long. Um, we realized that we were spending $1,500 a month on groceries sometimes and really had no idea where that was going. We must have been eating all the five-star ingredients you could get. So when we sat down, now our, our grocery budget each month is $500 for the three of us. And, and it's 
we eat really good. We eat healthy. We eat fresh food. Uh, so I don't know where all that money was going before. That was the biggest surprise. Yeah, it, it's amazing how quickly stuff can add up that you don't expect to add up, especially just something like groceries. And you think to yourself, you know, like I'm buying from the grocery store. Like, how is this out of control? You know? <laughs> also, you see groceries as a need. So you never think, I need these. I can get whatever I want because I need these. But if you just kind of have a plan and a grocery list and shop your sales, we, I mean, we cut it down to a third of what we were spending, which is just, I mean, that's been a huge savings for us every month. That is absolutely huge. What about eating out like restaurants and stuff like that? Did you also find that that was quite high? Um, it was. We were at about $800 a month in just eating out and it wasn't going out to fancy restaurants, which we do love to do. It was just running and grabbing some food or ordering in. And instead of doing that, we went out to dinner two, maybe three times a month to a nice dinner, planned dinner. And that saved us. We got down to about 150, I think, a month in restaurants. And we still do that. And it works out perfect. And I bet that you probably enjoy eating food at home more than you do going out anyway. So, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if you've seen our little recipes section, but my husband is an incredible chef and he can make the greatest things out of our leftovers. So I would eat at home any day. I did see that section. <laughs> in fact, didn't you call the category cooking with a fireman? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the perks of being a firefighter, you have to learn to cook. Well, if anything, you know how to put out the fires that you start, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm usually the one that starts the fire, so we won't go there. <laughs> awesome. So how did you guys start with it all and budgeting and stuff? Did you have an app that you used or did you go straight to like old school pen and paper? What was your strategy? We were pretty uh, archaic in the beginning. We actually sat down, well, my wife sat down with pen and paper and we wrote out a budget. Uh, I'm not very technologically savvy, so I, I didn't even know these apps were out there in the beginning. Uh, so now we use an app and it's a much more streamlined process. It really makes life a lot easier. Okay, so what app do you use? Uh, we use the Every Dollar app. Um, I know it's a Dave Ramsey plan, but it's just it's the easiest, simplest one to use, and it's free. And we can link both of our, we both send onto the same account, and both of our things are linked. So we just, as soon as we send something, throw it in there, and it automatically has a budget set for the next month. And during our monthly budget meeting, we just sit down and make any any adjustments we need to. That's really cool. Yeah, we, we actually like that you have to input everything. For us, it feels like more accountability. We have to, every time we spend something, we manually put it in. We like that. I know some people wouldn't. That definitely makes sense. You know, sort of seeing you spending the money and actually writing down the expenditure makes it more real almost. It's kind of like if you're just going on a spending spree with a credit card, you don't actually see yourself handing over the money. It's just this piece of plastic that you keep swiping. And conceptually, like you're not actually spending money, but in reality, you can do a lot of damage that way. Right. It's all psychological. Yeah, it definitely is. So let's chat a little bit about your blog. So where did the idea come from? Um, actually, the idea, I was a creative writing minor, even though I went to school for nursing. And I always wanted to write. And we keep a journal of all of our travels. And we had all of our budgeting written down. And I think my husband looked at me one day and said, you know, people could really benefit from this. We've made a lot of mistakes and come up with a lot of solutions for them. So why don't you start blogging about it? And it was a super simple way we started out as just a little hobby. 
And the more we got into it and the more people we met in the financial community, we were like, oh, this could be something. Let's keep talking to people. Let's meet new people and learn new things for ourselves and share what we learned with everyone else. It's amazing how supportive the community is. It really is. Yeah. And especially once you started networking and stuff, like people start following your story and they offer encouragements and they congratulate you. It's really nice to see. Yeah, we've talked to so many people and we're going to uh, our very first FinCon this year and we just look forward to meeting a lot of the people uh, we've met online. Fantastic. Well, we'll have to say hello then. It's also our first FinCon, so <laughs> we, oh, wow. we can That's share awesome. that together. <laughs> Great. So you wrote a post about chatting to your spouse and money. So first off, how important do you think it is that you're on the same page with the one that you love about money? Yeah, that, that really is key. Um, one of the things we did, well, like I said, I didn't really come about it the best way when I just came home and said, we're going to pay off this debt. Uh, luckily, my wife was really receptive. But one of the things we did, even though it may sound kind of cheesy, is I made us sit down separately and write down the 10 things that you value the most in, in those time span, in a month, 10 things that make you happy in a month, and then compare them. And hopefully you're lucky like we were and we had many of the similar things, you know, time with our family, traveling, good food, uh, and neither one of us had, you know, $300 coach purses or driving a brand new car. So we looked at our values and we're like, all right, these are the things that we value. Now, how can we make these a priority in our budget? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Awesome. So... What advice do you have for a couple that is struggling to see eye to eye finances? Say, for example, I wrote down that I want the coach purse, you know, like how would you sort of tackle that aspect? Um, so I am not completely opposed to little purchases like that after, of course, you get out of debt. But I think that if you explain to them that by buying that purse, you are a step away from your goal and if they actually see the goal as the big picture, they can get on board with it. If they're not seeing the goal yet, then I think you have to have a few more talks and kind of figure things out a little bit more. Yeah, I would, I would say as the person who's not the spender, um, I, I really never buy anything that I can't eat. Uh, you just have to realize that not everyone lives like that. So you have to give your partner a little bit of leeway here, not make them come down all the way to your level of cheapness, if, if you will. That definitely makes sense, you know, and I think there's a little bit of give and take. It's like anything in a relationship. There is a little, an element of compromise that you definitely do have to have to make things work. Well, very much so. And it's communication. Like, I think that is actually the biggest thing. That if at first you're not seeing eye to eye, we did not. It took me um, probably a solid year. And when we finally paid off my car, I had this aha moment. And then I was 100% on board. And he had just led by example. And he did not judge my little spending on the side. He gave me a little miscellaneous budget. Um, but I had this aha moment. And then suddenly I was on board. I wanted to write this blog. I wanted to cut our budget even more. And I think if you just keep plugging away at it and you and your partner are continually communicating, that eventually you'll come together definitely makes sense i think a lot of people also they sort of try and conceptualize that oh it's a consumption-based society you know so i always need to buy more and it's going to bring me more happiness you know and like a good example is 
if you were to buy your first car. You know, you would be over the moon with first car. It probably wouldn't cost a lot of money. You know, you sort of an entry level car just to get around to and from college or whatever the case is. And that first car will make you super happy. But when you start buying your next car and the next car after that, you'll incrementally spend quite a lot more money. But how much happiness is that really going to bring you? You know, at the end of the day, it just becomes something that can get you from A to B. And is ultimately, is that going to make you happy in the long run? I think that's something that a lot of people need to figure out for themselves. And that's sort of a realization of where do I want to go to in life and what do I really value? And I think that that's pretty critical. Yes, I think that that is key. I mean, to us, travel is the most important traveling with our daughter, spending time with our family, but to others, maybe it is that BMW. And if you take the money out of our travel, I'm sure we could have bought one by now, but traveling was what was important. So everyone's going to have to balance their budget. You only make so much money. Um, and if you can make that fit into your budget, then go for it. That's what truly makes you happy. That definitely makes sense. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, do you have any student loan debt that you're tackling? If so, we've got a fantastic offer available for you. Head over to chainofwealth.com slash credible. If you use our affiliate link, you will get $200 back when you refinance your student loans. It's honestly one of the best things you can do for your loans, especially if you've got a higher interest rate, which let's be honest, most of us do when we refinanced, well, when we first got our loans because we were all students. So your credit profile has probably gotten a lot better. So refinancing your loans can save you thousands of dollars in the long run. So definitely check out chainofwealth.com slash credible to save your first $200. So why do you think people struggle to achieve their dreams? I think the biggest thing is fear. Um, I know I was afraid when he came home and said that we were going to pay all of this off in 24 months, because if you did the math on our income and how much we owed, I wasn't sure what was left for us. Um, but after sitting down and doing the budget, I realized that it wasn't as scary as it sounded. I didn't feel nearly as deprived and it wasn't as hard as I had imagined. I think fear holds people back in a lot of things in life, just fear of the unknown, fear of failure. and uh, just go for it you know we just went for it dove in and and it worked out but we would have never known if we didn't try we'd just still be sitting here in debt wondering what we can do and how to pay the next bill definitely makes sense and, and i think sort of like that motivation and sort of goal setting is so critical as well you know i mean you're never going to achieve something if you don't actively try to figure out how you're going to get there yeah exactly. write it down <laughs> definitely helps so do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend for our listeners oh yeah our, some of our favorite financial podcasts right now are the uh, choose fi podcast um and the fire drill podcast we we enjoy those obviously chain of wealth uh, i do want to say one podcast that's not financial related at all as we're both in the medical field we uh like sawbones it's a doctor comedian combo and it's just a it's a fun podcast Ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Any books? Uh, I'm, I'm more of the reader. There's, there's plenty of financial books out there that are good reads. Um, you know, Simple Path to Wealth, A Random Walk Down Wall Street. I think, I think the finance portion is, is pretty simple, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, so I like to read mindset changing books more than finance books, really. 
makes sense. Awesome. So do you guys have a favorite quote you like to live by? We do. Um, it's never compare yourself to others. Compare your today to your yesterday. And it's actually something that my husband has to remind me of very often with the blog, because you always see others out there doing big things. And if you just look at where you were yesterday and realize the big things that you've done, it can do a huge thing for your mindset. Definitely on the same page with the blog. <laughs> it can take a very long time to see good results. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Guys, I've absolutely loved hanging out with you today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Um, just keep at it. I mean, it's not something that's just going to happen overnight. And sticking to your budget and sticking to your goals are probably the most important key advice I can give. Chainers, we've been hanging out with Jenny and Jimmy from Living Life Loving Us. You can check out their site at livinglifelovingus.com and definitely check out their budgeting section and also there's some great recipes. So be sure to check those out as well. Chainers, we loved hanging out with you today. If you'd like to continue the conversation, hit us up at Wolf on Twitter. We'll catch you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.